0: Welcome to Death Holler, the place of haunted hearts and haunted homes. We welcome you to Death Manor, the home that boasts the most ghosts. Come on in. We've been expecting you. Take a look around. You might see someone that you recognize. Do you hear those voices? That's just the Reverend Dr. Death and La arena They're so happy to see you. Sit back and relax. Make yourself at home, your new home. And remember, when you're in death holler, listener discretion is always advised. We hope you enjoy the show.
1: there's a there's a scene i mean this is throwing it to another mike flanagan in gerald's game i had to look away it was bad i know it's in the, the stephen king story but when she gets herself out of the cuff she has to like use a broken glass to like cut on her hand and when she's removing the hand from it it's ripping as it's being pulled off can you imagine just like your palm kind of just flopping against like tendons and stuff because that's what it, they they show oh god it got to me just i, I mean what I, scene a- was this
0: i don't remember that
1: that was in Gerald's game. It's a different oh, movie, okay, okay, just, different movie. I was like, "What the hell?" But I'm just saying, like Mike Flanagan, like when he does gore, like he might not do a lot of it, but like it's he it's does out it. There.
0: He, he a lot of his stuff is realistic, and I think that's what's the best thing about the films I've seen of his is that I can believe it, and I think that's why it gets me to the core
1: now um uh, it is and, and but one of the things i want to bring up cuz i just thought about it okay so they were seeing themselves in the past and interacting with themselves in the past mm-hmm. and there's even a scene where the son uh, the young son the young young uh tim is is watching uh a television and it and i've heard I, I didn't actually do this that if you like it's static on the screen but if you pause it and go frame by frame it actually shows kaylee from the future
0: oh the shit i need to go check so, that out
1: so is the movie operating in a time loop or is it just him seeing the past because they actually interact with the past a little bit in a roundabout they do way. They yeah see them they see their future selves. And I'm wondering, you know, how the mirror is like, you know, supposed to be a, a, a portal or a window. Yes. Is it also a window to the past? Because they're the they're the first people who have went back to that mirror and actually interacted with it. I mean, most people get wiped out and then they it gets moved on to somebody else, but they've got it in the same place. And they're, you know, interacting with themselves. I just wonder if there's kind of like a time manipulation thing that the mirror is doing to a certain extent.
0: It would make sense because it's not something that Mike Flanagan is, is a stranger from. And this could be the first uh, I, first instances of what he was doing, obviously, prior to Hill House on Netflix, where you had the crooked lady where she was seeing herself. You know, um, not I don't know for sure that she knew it was her at first, but there is definitely a scene where the kid sees he he looks in the hallway. And granted, it could have been an empty hallway in the past, but his older version of himself was standing right there and they were like quotation mark looking at each other. And I was like, I Mm -hmm. could see that being legit because you're like, why am I seeing he wouldn't recognize himself from the future? I wouldn't look no at myself, you know, in the future and be like oh, my God, I'm 11, but that looks just like me when I turn 30, you know?
1: And, that, and that's one of the creepier elements from Hill House, and I think that this was a dry run for that, that, you know, the whole haunting yourself, like, he literally was haunting himself in that scene. Yeah. Like, he, you know, he, he was seeing his own future self and didn't even realize what he was looking at.
0: Uh, the kid didn't seem too scared, so, you know, I mean, <laughs> so... I mean, it moved on very quickly from that. So it only left you to wonder, like, okay, did this just happen? And then obviously they move on in action, action. I really did like how you didn't know what was happening, if it was a past or as a future. Granted, it made a lot of sense to me because the best part of this movie is that hauntings in a specific house, which is what this was, obviously attached to a mirror. They had to get the mirror back in the house. So, mm-hmm. granted, those, those are the two keys that unlocked everything that was going on, but isn't that what a haunting is? Kind of like a replay of something that happened in the past?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, some of the hauntings are supposed I mean, you can break it down, there's like intelligent ghosts or whatever that people talk about, but some hauntings are literally like, uh, memories of, or like projections of the past just replaying themselves Like, and and, and there's some people that went so far as to explain it scientifically because like especially it's like some of the old school buildings were built with like this porous brick that's like able to absorb sounds if nothing else Yeah. you know and like the, so, sometimes you can hear sounds you know like the theory that some people hear sounds whenever they're walking through like a deserted like old school is maybe they're hearing the the you know the sounds yeah. that have been absorbed in the walls being reverberated and that you know it's just replay itself exactly so that you know and that's that's what you know you're seeing in this movie to a certain extent
0: yeah I, I definitely liked that about this film um, I also want to say too and I don't know that you noticed this it was something I noticed is that the ghost actually can't physically harm you they no, can you
1: harm yourself you harm
0: yourself <laughs> they mentally fuck with you and cause you to do the damage which is like in my opinion the ultimate evil. You know, they can possess you, though. So there is that. Now, I don't know. What's your opinion on the mom? Do you think she got possessed when she was going after her kids for a brief moment? I think she was. But it was very brief because it was almost like the dad took over.
1: Um, the dad was clearly the one that was possessed by Marisol. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think the mom, like you said, was mostly driven crazy by the suspicions that her husband was cheating on her Mm -hmm. because she was already, she was, they already set up in the movie that the whole C section scar, So she was, she was, not confident about her own looks and confident that her husband, even though he, there's a scene where he's like kissing the scar, kissing her, yeah. or, you know, when they, you know, early in the movie to kind of lay her fears. She has that fear that she's just not attractive to him anymore after having that scar and fucking one of the most gorgeous
0: it. fucking bodies this woman has too. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I mean, but that, that's how it always goes. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Be as beautiful as Katie Sackoff is, and still have that hang up. Yeah. But I mean, she, she had, so she had this going on. And then, uh, you know, and then, of course, she was having to compete with, uh, you know, Kate Sie- Siegel uh, as a ghost, which is, you know, its own problem. But, like, I mean, so she, – but she's already got, like, this kind of, you know, uh, lacking confidence in herself, this kind of, you know, like she she's afraid that her husband's, you know, like not attracted to her. And then whenever she hears her own daughter mention, well, who's that lady in the room with you, mm-hmm. whatever, because, you know, that sets her off that way. So, I mean, like she was – Her whole thing was going crazy that way, and then I think that once uh, she got weakened by it, because I think her reserve was better than his, Mm -hmm. that that suspicion and that weakness is what allowed the mirror to take hold of her at
0: that point. Oh, 100%, yeah. But it was very brief. I really think that after he choked her out, (laughs) if you will, that the spirit then was like, okay, cool, I got you now, bitch, you know, because that was also a vulnerable moment for him. That's a really good time to get possessed. It- and, and he was
1: fighting it too at one point because he actually, I mean, he was trying to take care of the kids and he, yes. you know, right before that. And he was trying to, you know, uh, get what he thought was like the, you know, the, the dangerous mom away from them and get them out of that element. Um, I'll I think, well, he like, was
0: away from the house. So when you're away, you lose, oh, you yeah, lose Wi-Fi evolving. signal
1: he was out golfing and he lost the signal because they mentioned that which is very smart it has a, a relative range which is we already talked about it established rules and they set this up perfectly
0: they have geofencing because- <laughs>
1: Yeah, she well, she put you know like the plants out, and I mean wherever the plants started dying, that was the range it was currently Mm -hmm. at, and it was getting bigger and bigger as it went along. The more absorbed after it ate the dog or whatever happened to the dog, it really ramped up its range because it expanded outward from that. But I like the fact they established that because it 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 could only operate within that the basically the house and a little bit into the yard uh, when it was at its fullest power. Yeah. But established rules, I mean, that, you know, that that really goes a long way to making you feel like you're in a realistic situation. I mean, despite the fact that it's supernatural and all that stuff.
0: It's super, Um, it's natural.
1: (laughs) I was going to ask you, um, do you feel like there was any kind of like, maybe, because he's a big Stephen King fan. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously. Do you think that The Shining had any inspiration in this story? Because the fact that the dad goes crazy.
0: Oh my God.
1: And he goes and he abuses the mom. And then the kid, you know, is the one that... Uh, and the kid's seeing dead people, you know, too. I yeah. Mean, uh, there, there's a little bit to that, I think.
0: I, uh, mean, I, now that you mention it 100%, believe that The Shining was a huge inspiration for this. I mean, even if unintentionally.
1: I mean, he went so far as that He went he made Dr. Sleep. He made the sequel to The Shining. So it was like, I mean... You know, and and he even went so far as to, like, he tapped into the crazy, the Wendy theory that we talked about because Mm -hmm. Wendy went crazy in this. Yeah. I mean, you know, it wasn't just the dad.
0: I mean, Um, I would legit go crazy, but I'll tell you what, (laughs) ghost or not, if my husband's having an affair (laughs) with a mirror or even a real person, (laughs) one of us is going to be dead and it's not going to be (laughs) me. And that ghost better fucking watch herself.
1: (laughs) I know you've got a beautiful ghost uh, woman from your mirror, but you better get that bitch back. In her yeah, you better lying, put her
0: so. back in her place or I will. And I'll tell you what, you're going to go with her. You guys can be happy in your little fucking mirror land, okay?
1: Um, speaking of that, this is a tangent again, but uh, Gerald's Game, I was watching that and uh, Mike Flanagan. like the, He uses, you know, the, the dad from uh, Hill House, right? The younger dad yes. that was also that played Jack Torrance like, yes. in Doctor Sleep. <laughs> He plays the creepy dad in Gerald's game, uh-huh. okay? And I, and I say creepy because when you watch it and what he does, it, the whole bear situation and the shining, yeah, it happens in Gerald's game for Ooh. real. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Oh, like, it's not full-on molestation, but when your dad's jacking off while you're sitting on his lap, Ugh. bad stuff. Good God, so, I'm not
0: watching that movie.
1: <laughs> so, anyways, like, after he has done this and he's talking to his daughter, the one that ends up in the situation in Gerald's game, and he's and he's doing this awful like mind manipulation to get her to uh, to not say anything to her mom, which is Kate Siegel the movie, mm-hmm. which is funny. Um, you know, like he's trying to get her, you know, he's basically trying to convince he's like, Well, we gotta tell your mom. And she's like, No, no, we can't tell mom, we'll get into trouble. And like he he wants her to say that because he's trying to reverse psychology oh, or yeah. just keeping her quiet. He says, he says at one point, he says, You'll have to take your medicine if she finds out. And it's just so cr- because he ends up becoming Jack Torrance in that oh exact God. moment when he says that.
0: <laughs> I don't want to watch that film anymore. I thought I wanted to watch it's,
1: it. it. It's, it's a, it's an interesting movie about BDSM that turns bad. That's all I can say. So righty then. <laughs> but anyways, getting back to this one. So yeah, um, it's just, I mean, I, I think there's the a little bit of the shining there as an inspiration, but I watched, like, his – it's actually based on a short film that, that Mike Flanagan did, and you can tell this is, like, a student film or something of the sort that he did, like a YouTuber-type film, uh-huh. like his earliest thing he did. It's Oculus Chapter 3, and it's a guy that's in Kaylee's place. That's, wait, 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 that's, wait, wait, uh, wait.
0: wait Oculus Chapter 3 is a student film?
1: Well, it looks like a student film. It's uh, Is it's, that it's not
0: a, a sequel to – because I know there's uh, Oculus Chapter 2 and Oculus Chapter 3 – are those
1: Oculus, Oculus chapter three, at least is supposed to be the main source of inspiration for this film. It's like a short film that he did. before. Okay. You I did
0: not know that.
1: Yeah, it's like 30 minutes or something is all it is. But it's literally the guy is doing the whole scene where Kaylee has got like the computers up and and she's explaining to her brother and the cameras like the different ghosts or the people who died at the hands of the ghost and what she's doing with the timers and everything. That is what the short film is is based on. And it's literally just that scene. And at the end of it, uh, when the person is calling him, is supposed to call him, he kind of, he, he, he goes crazy through the course of the 30 minutes and, you know, because he can't believe anything and he believes that the ghost is the one who's calling him on the phone so he refuses to answer mm-hmm. and he basically gets doomed that way and it's it's kind of interesting to watch. It's like you can kind of see where he took that core idea and expanded it out into the main movie. You know, uh, like I you can't lo- believe your eyes. I do love
0: when short films turn into big films, but it, I often find that the short films were really, really good. And sometimes the, the, the longer films don't, aren't way. Like con- yeah. <laughs> aren't what you expected from them, but. Um, this
1: one's better. This one's way better. Like he, yeah. he, he took the, the idea and expanded it out and gave it, gave, put more flesh on the bone basically. And it's, it's, it's better for it. Um, now, Don had mentioned that he was kind of unsure, like what the, the actual ending was supposed to mean. I want to get into that because I, I've got my interpretations and I feel like that's pretty much what the movie is supposed to be uh, saying that the ending is, but I want to get it from you. My interpretation is that they, once they see everything they're going to see like she is trapped in her own world at the last little minute. She's reunited with her mom. Who's actually Marisol, uh, which is funny that she sees her mom because her mom would be another ghost that's trapped in the mirror. Because yeah. She technically was killed in the house. And she sees her mom, and as she's hugging her, she's actually at the mirror at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the brother doesn't realize that she's in the room with her, and he decides that he's going to take it out and save his sister because he can't find her anywhere. And whenever he you know, activates or lets the yacht anchor activate, it actually turns out she was standing in front of him the whole time, and it goes right through her, and like you said, doesn't break the mirror somehow. But... Basically, like, you know, my interpretation is, is that with, you know, the mirror tricked him into killing uh, not only his dad, which he or, you know. Jesus he fucking when Christ, he was Benny.
0: Holy shit, you scared the. <laughs> dad wanted to what? I sent him the address. I texted it to him. Sorry. I just see something moving on the side. And it's my son. Oh, I love God. you, baby we're leaving that in
1: you about had a heart attack I right on did. live on the what did podcast. i look
0: like what did my face look
1: like uh, you, you looked like you saw marisol like walking in on you <laughs> You're gonna...
0: he was so quiet he's so good
1: um but anyways okay, my interpretation is is that that you know like he he, he after he killed his his father you know, who was possessed by the mirror. He ends up killing his sister who is being corrupted by the mirror without her realizing she's been corrupted by it. And he plays the tragic, you know, uh, I mean, story of, I mean, he he's going to go right back into the system oh, yeah. and be confirmed, uh, you know, that he's psychotic and should never be released for the rest of his life now yeah. because the one time chance they gave him, he fucked it up. And the mirror is going to go on to kill other people because of it.
0: That's exactly how I interpreted it. I'm like, well, the mirror manipulated them enough that it claimed another soul that it wanted, which I'm pretty sure that mirror, to be honest with you, that mirror wants his soul too, if it can.
1: Yeah, I th- I think it might, and if there was ever to be a sequel, I think it somehow will, like, it, mm-hmm. you know, if he's ever released it, he'll he'll stumble upon it and actually get claimed by it eventually.
0: Yeah, it, just, it definitely, because the the menacing look when he sees his family in the house, as he's being pulled away, he's taken being taken away by authorities. He and they've sees, all
1: got that, that look, that, yeah, that ghost look. That menacing Honeyville look, house like, look.
0: not only was the menacing look expressing that, one, we won, two, we'll fucking get you if we can. So you better check yourself before you wreck yourself, sir. Um, I think and, he's safer and, in the institution, honestly.
1: Yeah, and and also it's it's also and not only is it we we got you, it's also, I mean, it it's like a I mean backhanded slap on top of that because it's literally he's showing that he's that it's got all of his family now. Like Oh yeah, you know, no,
0: we're happy together and we're gonna go murder some bitches. Um I <laughs> think this is just me, Mike Flanagan. I want some credit if you take this from me, okay? He probably has already created this in his own head, so he doesn't need me. But a great sequel would be the institution trying to help him get over his fear of the mirror by bringing it to him.
1: Oh, God, yeah, bringing it actually to him. And like, and then it starts. There's
0: nothing to be afraid of. We're going to fucking get you, bitch
1: you could really ramp it up and start having like, I mean, if you want to go this route now, Mike Flanagan is not known for this kind of theatrical type, I mean, this kind of stuff. But like, if you want to camp it up and go like, you know, big time with it, like have like multiple people in the institution getting killed by the mirror before it ever gets to him. So it's like, you know, you see like the, maybe the psychiatrist gets like taken out first because he doesn't believe in it. And like it, you know, it takes him out and then slowly, you know, or it starts ramping up and takes more and more people out of the institution before it finally claims Tim's character.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Um. What did I want to say? Okay, about the mirror. When, when the sister dies, when she gets murdered against that mirror while she's, mm-hmm. quotation mark, hugging her mom, which I'm like, come on, you fucking know better. <laughs> like, you... <laughs> You dumb bitch. But anyways. I think, um, but,
1: well, wait a minute. We got to throw something out there. She has been weakened at this point. We've already talked about how the mirror weakens you before yeah. it, takes, it takes you over. It it weakened her. When she killed her fiancé, she was doomed because it that broke her. her if she could have staged yeah. her will was broken at that point.
0: Her fiancé, that's what got yep. her, was definitely yep. her fiancé, which fucked up that they just had him standing there looking at her and smiling after he became part of the house. You know, Mm -hmm. that was that was more scary than Marisol coming after them. In my opinion, I was like, I don't fucking like this. I'm not here for it. But okay, (laughs) This was me and I was trying to unsee it. And I'm like, how am I seeing this? Are they doing this intentionally or is it just how it plays out? But she's against the mirror. She's fucking dying. And she looks like her mom to me. Did you notice that? Yeah. yeah, Okay.
1: Um. They, I think they intentionally kind of made her like, like Gillen kind of look like Katie Sackoff at certain yeah. times. Just, I mean, even the way she had her hair up, like, oh, at, yeah, yeah, at yeah. Certain, you know, like it was like, she was mimicking her mom that way.
0: Yeah. And I, I liked it. it. That was, that was really, really cool. Um, But I, I was just like, am I fucking going crazy now? <laughs> like, what am I seeing? <laughs> I think it's fucked up, but it works that the house allowed that phone call to the police to go through. So he could tell on himself, the, essentially? The one
1: thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. The one thing it allowed to work. And it was like, okay, because the, the sun's getting set up. We're, we'll get we'll deal with him later, but the sun's getting set up for this. Mm-hmm. Because the mirror protects itself. She said that in the movie. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't just protect itself from physical harm. It protects itself from being caught. Oh, and that's, yeah. That's, that's the interesting thing.
0: Oh, yeah. It fucks with all the electronic devices. I feel... They don't know how to, she didn't, okay, she did all this investigation on the mirror, but she only investigated on how really to survive the mirror. And she was really hell-bent on catching the mirror so she could kind of like, oh, my parents really didn't do this. It was the mirror. I get it. Okay. But she didn't spend enough time figuring out how to get rid of the mirror or how to destroy the mirror she wasn't prepared for that she went into battle with no ammo whatsoever she just went with a news crew basically
1: (laughs) well and her motive wasn't the sound to because it'd be one thing if she was trying to prove the mirror was actually that way so that she could prevent other people from having that issue with the mirror which would have been the morally superior way to go about it yeah her main reason and she bring and, and tim brings it up it's like You know, when he's talking to her, he's like, are you doing this just to prove to the people you went to school with that your dad wasn't a murderer? And that's literally the reason she was doing it. Yeah. It was to save her dad's name. She didn't care about, you know, keeping the next family from having the same problem that she did. So it was kind of like her own, like, short-sighted, you know, uh, vengeance was what done her in more than anything.
0: Yeah. um, And it just, I don't know. But like I said, it works, obviously. It was one of the shortcomings. I think after me if I was in the situation uh, one would not be in the situation sorry future family I was kidding <laughs> that's gonna get this mirror uh, y'all on your own that mirror cost a pretty penny and I don't know. maybe there's a fateful reason you got it. I'm just saying. I don't want anything so to do with
1: to it. $16,000 for that mirror deserves what's coming to him. Yeah. What you're saying.
0: Uh, you know, fate works in mysterious ways. And I just want my brother to be ha- healthy and happy after he gets out of the mental institution. That's, um, that's true. Just kidding, though. But seriously, if I were in this situation, yes, I would want to destroy that mirror. But once I realize that the camera's not capturing what's really happening, um, it's over Uh, next step, let's burn this house down and see what happens. Maybe it won't destroy the mirror, but burning seems to do magical things in the supernatural world.
1: The problem with that is by the time she realizes that the cameras are not capturing what she's actually seeing, it's too late because the extent of the the mirror's power is expanded too much. That's true, yeah. Because if it had stayed in the room, they could have got out of there and possibly got out of the house. But whenever it extended to the front door and into the yard, they didn't know when they were leaving the house and whenever they were still in the house. Yes,
0: and that was, oh my God. I loved that so much in this film, even though it was irritating. I also loved how one second you're with your sibling because they're like, we need to stick together. But they never stuck together because you never knew when you were actually with your sibling. And then you'd be with like the child version of yourself. You're like, oh, I'm going to help this past version of myself. No, (laughs) I'm just witnessing what I already kind of knew. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Tim needed that. Because he wasn't remembering, like she was.
1: No, he wasn't remembering because the psychiatrist and the, the 11 years in institution had like made him doubt his... He had been gaslit with reality quote unquote for so long that he didn't believe what he actually saw when he was a kid. So, which is a reverse of the whole situation. Instead of, you know, like you believing what you saw, like he, you know, what he saw was considered a psychosis. So he was trained to believe something entirely different than what actually was going on in front of his eyes. Yeah. You know, um, the it's, it's, it's kind of interesting what, you know, you were talking about, I mean, we're talking about the house and it's, it's facts, um, how it extended out, The one thing that I hate, and this is going to be brought up with Deep House, unfortunately, whenever I go to discuss it, is that one of my biggest pet peeves is whenever you don't know how to keep your protagonist in a certain location because they're they're too smart to stay there if they're going to get killed. So when they try to escape, you come up with some bullshit magical reason why they can't leave the place. I believe it works perfectly in a movie like this where, you know, like they, I mean, they were obviously too smart to stay there, but whenever they tried, they, they couldn't leave if they wanted to because their eyes were trick, being tricked yeah, whatever, where they couldn't leave. A lot of movies do the opposite of that, where they put up some kind of magical barrier. Suddenly the door don't oh, yeah. open or whatever. Mm-mm. And, I mean, I'm fine with you keeping the protagonist located in the spot where the haunting or whatever's going on, as long as you come up with a decent reason besides just magic, you know? Yeah. Like, that's kind of a bullshit reason why they can't leave, you know?
0: It was it was the perception of the mind that was fucking with them. It's like, okay, I don't know if that's really me in there, about to get slaughtered by the fucking anchor you know cuz they're yeah. watching themselves uh call this hotel california because you can check out anytime you like but you can never leave you can never leave yeah it i it was it was good you know what I, physically too if you remember when they were kids the dad's not feeding them okay he's no full palm possessed at this point mom's chained up in the room Uh, daughter finds out the hard way, you know, what's really happening, et cetera. And she, they're trying to call doctors, but the, the house is playing, not house, the fucking mirror is fucking with them. And it's just the same person over and over. Oh, your dad needs to call. Your dad needs to call. Um, Mm -hmm. So they know, okay, we're not really calling anybody. This It's not allowing us to. So the daughter leaves. She didn't leave with her brother, though. I don't know if things would have played out differently. But she leaves to try to go to get help. And it's Mike Flanagan that returns her home, the neighbor.
1: Oh, my God. I didn't realize that was him. Yes. Yep.
0: And uh, he returns her home. And I thought physically that's probably how it would play out. A troubled huh. child goes to the neighbor for help. The neighbor's like, fuck, I got to get the dad involved. I, I know the dad. He's a reasonable what? guy.
1: Imagine what she told the guy. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, she
0: told him
1: what. It's like, okay, you're telling. I mean, what's more believable? Like this kid's making this up or your neighbor has really got his wife, you know, dog chained to next to their bed. Like she's, you know, clawing herself to death on top of it. And then like he's being possessed by a ghost. I mean, like seriously. And But do we know that this- she
0: said that, though? Well, I mean, she
1: said something similar. She said something about he was doing something to her mom, or yeah. he was, you know, whatever. So, and and the first, you don't want to believe that about somebody. Mm-mm. Whether I mean, especially if it's your neighbor, it's one of those. It's almost like a, a self defense mechanism. Like even if it's going on, like you don't want to believe it because that means you're living next to a monster. Yeah, that's and true. So you won't believe it because of that reason.
0: What would you do if a kid came up to you and asked you for that kind of help?
1: God, I, I don't know. I, I I think I would think that they were just fucking with me honestly i mean because like you know a like my neighbors don't come around me that often and they just ran and they didn't in that movie either because they just moved in so like they randomly show up and you're like what the you know what what's going on here why are you getting me involved in this i mean
0: well they, they they played golf together though so they obviously knew each other
1: well, and that's the other thing, too. He saw the guy outside of that situation, mm-hmm. and he was
0: perfectly fine. Oh, so, yeah, because I mean, he was out of the Wi-Fi range.
1: You you hear this all the time about serial killers. Like, the people who hung out with them outside of the situation, yeah. were like, they were good people. Like, they they had no reason to believe that they were that way. I think know? knowing
0: that information, I yeah. would, at minimum, ask for a welfare check. You know? It, it's yeah, it's I tough. Mean, I mean, I would hate if that had happened to me, but at the same time, if you don't have anything to hide... I wouldn't have anything to hide except my dirty house, you know? And I would almost respect that and be like, okay, these people care enough that they thought that something, you know, bad was happening. And if I was indeed doing that, having my husband chained up in the room, mind your damn business, okay? No, it's kidding. But, you know, then you, bitch, you got caught, you know? They're not gonna give you a 48 hour notice. Authorities are just gonna come and say, hey, we need to do a welfare check. We heard this information.
1: Here's the thing, though. I don't think even if they came in, they would have saw what they needed to see. I don't think the house, I don't think the mirror would have that's allowed true. Them to see that. They would have
0: seen the mom chained up, though.
1: Would they have, though? I mean. Mm, the, maybe.
0: Because- <laughs> okay. In real life, though, if a kid comes and tells me, hey, well, my dad, maybe, yeah. there's no food in the house, and my dad has my mom chained up, and my mom's sick and needs help, okay, that's some shit. Stay here. I'm going to get someone to help you. Because... Yeah. I'm not going to send them back to that situation. I don't care if they're fucking with me or not. If they're fucking with me, they're going to be, like, running off and being scared at this point because now I'm keeping them in my house to try to protect them, you know? If they're not fucking with me, they really need my help, and I need someone to go follow through and see what's going on, you know?
1: I, I can see that. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I would have to be in that situation, though, how I act on Oh, yeah, none of us a, know how I mean, we'd really respond. Like I said, your, your body just naturally wants to push that out. It's Fight like or flight. Yeah. Yeah, it's like okay, that that's not a thing that happens next door to me. I don't live next door to Ted Bundy. You know, it's yeah. not one of those things.
0: I do like how though in the physical world that's how it played out. She went for more help, and the house was, or the mirror is just like, "Ha ha, bitch! <laughs> you thought, you know?" <laughs> and the dad just looks at her. He doesn't do anything because, like, at that point, I'm thinking, "Oh, these kids are gonna get beat down, or he's gonna murder them." No, he just looks at them like, "Hmm." And then oh, goes back into his office.
1: I just realized something. This yeah. has a scene, and I mentally blocked it out completely. When the dad is sitting there and he's like working on his nails. Oh that scene? Man, I don't want to remember oh, that God, scene. I, I can't. I can't deal with scenes like that.
0: <laughs> I, like. I did not like that.
1: <laughs> That's another scene where Mike Flanagan like effective. He he really like it looks body Yeah. So <laughs> He is boring. really into body mutilation in his movies. It, like, it's uh,
0: effective, but he does it in a sense because it wasn't overly gory. I witnessed my husband. He ripped his toenail by accident, stripping on a rug, and he wanted me to do what happened in this film, okay? Oh I God. obviously could not do it. We did record him pulling that nail out. Oh, God. 100% looks like what we saw in this film. I do have that video. I'll never show you if you don't want to see it. But yes, I do have a video of Noah pulling out this huge toenail and it healed properly and he survived. Uh, It was causing him more pain being attached still than it was. Yeah. So
1: I, I had a similar situation recently where. It wasn't my big toe, but it was the the toe right beside of it. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, I guess, repeated, like, hiking or whatever. Like, the nail was dead, but, like, it was still attached to the cuticle <laughs> or whatever. And that was the part that bothered me whenever I had to cut it off.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, whew. Yeah. For me, obviously, I'd be like, take me to the doctor, stick a needle in my toe. I don't care. Numb that <laughs> shit. Take it out. I, ca- I can't. But anyways, yeah. Mike Lanigan's super effective in those scenes really had my I, like all the pain i feel it in my legs on so my legs if i had been standing i would have been like ah you know Ugh. and this is coming from a diabetic who's like having to shove needles and stuff constantly you know
1: <laughs> oh man um is there anything you else you want to cover i was just gonna go over some trivia real quick before we gave her ratings if, if there was anything else I mean, no i i kinda,
0: yeah i think we discussed all the key points that we wanted to discuss
1: so um, according this is all from IMDB um, and, some, and I, you can check the validity of this stuff. So I think sometimes this stuff is added by users and you know, there's nothing to back it up, but we'll go with it. Um, <clears throat> Now, supposedly had director Mike Flanagan agreed to film Oculus in the found footage genre, like paranormal activity, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> a number of studios would have backed it as early as two thousand six. Wow. However, he refused until they made it into the type of movie that he made.
0: Good for him. Why have the same like <clears throat> type of film? It would have been it would have been drowned by paranormal activity.
1: Yeah, that's all that was coming out at that time. Yeah. Um, this was, uh, this was Karen Gillan's first American role. I think she was fresh off of Dr. Who at the point, or, or, you know, or maybe she was still filming the last part of it whenever she made this. So it was, you know, during that time period, um, Mike Flanagan has included the Oculus mirror as an Easter egg in most of his movies and TV shows it's in the basement of Ouija Origin of Evil. Mm-hmm. It's the headboard in Gerald's game. Oh my god! It's the walls in the Hunting Hill House. It's on the walls in the Hunting Hill yeah. House and Overlook Hotel in Doctor Sleep.
0: Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. That mirror is visually stunning.
1: It is. It's, it is it's, a, it's a gorgeous good, it's a mirror prop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Karen Gillan was the first choice to play Kaylee. As Mike Flanagan was a big fan of her work in Doctor Who, so he was he he liked Amy Pond, and that's the reason he wanted her in that. Um, something I want to throw out there too, real quick, Mike Flanagan, if, if you get in good with him and you do one of his movies, you're, you've got a job for life because
0: yeah. <laughs> the,
1: the actress who is doing the auction, the auctioneering that sells the, the, the mirror, she is the actress who is one of the main characters in absentia, his first movie. And she reappears in one of his later movies. I believe she's the mother in before I wake. And the other actress who is in the movie, Absentia, his first film, is actually the one who played the screaming Mimi lady in The Haunting of Hill House. So he brings back actors and actresses. If you get in good with him once, it's kind of like a Quentin Tarantino type thing. You will be reworking with uh, doing another job with him in the future. He likes keeping the same people around that's proving themselves. I think that's cool.
0: Yeah, and I also would like to add that, Mike, I am available if you would like to have me, even as just a waitress or something in one of your films, um, cleaning the floors, maybe I'm the maid. I'm like, dude, I'm down. So call me.
1: Um, this movie was filmed in 24 days. What the fuck? Amazing. Are you serious? That's what it says. Yes. Holy.
0: Can you imagine? Okay. Are you going to go over how much this film made? Uh I
1: I, know I can I look it on. up
0: so you can move yeah, forward
1: because because i put that on the next movie that we're going to discuss like the next episode but i didn't do it on this one unfortunately i don't think
0: okay keep going
1: uh, um when kaylee uh, is showing her brother photos of previous victims of the lacer glass one of the final victim photos is actually you know mike Flanagan's wife actress katie siegel which she's marisol she was the last victim Um, Stephen King liked this movie, so that's a good call out to Mike Flanagan, who's an uber Stephen King fan that is, is his hero actually liked this movie. Um, let's see to avoid confusion and writing two different timelines in the script. Mike Flanagan deliberately wrote the scenes in the past in italics, which is smart. So anytime that he flipped timelines, he, he put the, the past is in in italics so that he knew which time he was talking about. Um, Okay, that that makes
0: sense. I'm like, how do, as an actress or an actor or even a script, a screenwriter, a person reviewing the script, how do you know? You know? So that makes sense. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and he probably did the same thing for Hill House to make it easier. Um, Filmed in October 2012. uh, It premiered at the Toronto Film Festival in September 2013, but was not given a proper release until April 2014. Um, most of the pictures in the house show either reflections or water. This is interesting. For example, in the upstairs hall, there is a black and white photo of a lake reflecting some trees. Another picture shows two identical white boats. So every picture hanging on the wall in the house of these characters is a reflection. Oh, is very cool.
0: I Holy shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> which also goes along with that dual timeline thing. It's like reflecting the past. Katie, you know?
0: we know what you what you see in him, okay? We know. Girl, we are not <laughs> even questioning, okay?
1: Um, Let's see. Uh, during the auction where the mirror is sold, the auctioneer mentions that the mirror was acquired from the Levesque uh, estate. WWE superstar Triple H's real name is Paul Levesque. Which
0: is funny because...
1: And, w- <laughs> and <ahead>. WWE Studios is <laughs> one of the producers of film. I'm so glad however, you said that. However... This is just a strange coincidence, as WWE was not associated with the film at all until after it was completed. What? So, he wrote this in there, and Hunter, uh, you know, Triple H, produced the movie after the fact.
0: Wow! Okay! (laughs) Dang!
1: That's cool. Um, Karen Gillan had to wear a wig for additional scenes, as she had cut her hair for not another happy ending... And uh, after production was completed, uh, she had shaved her head completely for Guardians of the Galaxy. So when she came back to film the additional scenes, she was Nebula's shaved head, so she had to wear a wig in some of the scenes. I knew the, that who, bitch like,
0: had a weave on in some scenes. <laughs>
1: um, uh, let's see. He also did Oculus Chapter 3, The Man with a Plan, which is a 2006 short film. Uh, mm-hmm. We discussed that. Uh, Rory Cochrane, who played the dad, was sick with the flu during production of this movie, which makes sense cuz he looks sick. He in the looks movie.
0: sick in the movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> no makeup needed, folks. No filter. No.
1: Just catch the flu and film your possession scenes. You'll oh, you'll be right there. God. Um that poor guy. At the end of the at the end of the film, one of the police officers is played by Zach Jeffries, an actor who appeared in Mike Flanagan's first 3 films, going back to what we just talked yeah. about. Yeah um that he and uh, that he made when he was in his college years make believe still life and the ghost of hamilton street one of the past victims of the mirror is named oliver jeffries which is the name of zach's son so mike flanagan you know like i said he 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 keeps his uh you know peeps you know around yeah. whenever he needs stuff uh, making a, mi- a film centered around a mirror comes with a whole set of production difficulties because everything is reflected in the mirror so they had to constantly oh, like, yeah. work out Look at ways to, you know, like not catch the cameras in the in the film shots. <laughs> yeah, I have the, the numbers Bollywood too, were... which uh,
0: we'll go, go over ahead. that.
1: Go, do the, the do the box office numbers real quick. Okay,
0: its budget was five million. Pretty okay. pretty low for the film. Yeah, it for is as stunning as the fucking film is. Okay.
1: Oh, it's it's great quality.
0: Opening weekend four point nine million. So almost equaling its budget. Okay.
1: That's good. Box
0: office totals, 44 fucking million dollars.
1: Okay, that's a success by yes. any stretch of the imagination. Oh, yes, Which, by far. You know, this, this always kills me. Like, the Disney movies, like, can make, you know, like a billion dollars, and they're not profitable. Mm-hmm. That's because they make them for, like, you know, uh, like 900 million or something like that, and then it's right. I was like, well, we didn't. <laughs> and it's like, and then you got movies like this that make 10 times their budget back because, you know, they're, they, you know they're, they're so good, but they're so cheap.
0: I wonder if he doesn't pay his wife. Like, he's like, bitch, I give you a good dick down. You you better go perform. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. For five days, you don't have to give me a blowjob because you will be <laughs> busy in the film being a sexy ghost. And she was like, Dill, I would take that uh, offer."
1: Now, here's an interesting thing. I mean, not about this movie. It's not trivia about this, but... She helped write Hush, and I think that's amazing because the the script you can really tell that a female had some say so in it because she makes that character realistic, and that's why I like that movie. Like the character knows that she's not strong enough to take on even this guy who's not like a big bulky like serial killer type. She knows that, especially at the point she's at in the film, like she can't take him on. And I feel like that came from a female perspective. Like she had to come up with other she couldn't overpower him, so she had to come up with other ways to get away from the killer in that movie, and that that shows that she's a smart one too the way you know yeah. in writing you know movies god not only is she beautiful
0: um, but she's also smart it's like she is almost the full package <laughs> and
1: she can act unlike and she can act yes some other you know directors wives that we're not going to throw under the bus right now <laughs> um the bollywood remake of the film is called dubara see your evil uh, which came out in 2017. I can't even imagine a Bollywood remake of this movie. Oh, that okay. Would be so stupid.
0: I mean, um, if they, hey, if they enjoy it, good for them, you know?
1: <laughs> uh, this is kind of funny. Karen Gillan and Katie Sackhoff have both worked with Vin Diesel and Dave Bautista. Karen Gillan would star opposite Vin Diesel and Dave Bautista in Guardians of the Galaxy, and Katie Sackhoff starred bo- opposite both of them in Riddick. Oh,
0: my God, yes. I remember her in that now.
1: <laughs> um. When Tim is watching his uh, – that's what I mentioned. When Tim is watching his younger self, watching our cartoon on TV, about one minute and eight or, uh, you know, eight or one hour and eight minutes into the film, the TV becomes filled with static, and there's several blips. If you slow motion, you'll see three pictures, a close-up of adult Katie, another of adult uh, – uh, another close-up of her, and then a close-up of her with her mouth open as though she's screaming. So Wow.
0: That's all oh, I got to I, – I have to go do that. I'm, the Hubs and I that, – that's on our plans tonight. Grab a bottle of wine, honey. We got plans. <laughs>
1: um, and that's pretty much like the major trivia, but I, I think some of that's pretty cool. Um, so we've got we've got to the the ultimate. You know what a rating is. Um, I honestly I've got four down for this. I I want to say four and a half. I really want to say four point five. I'm just going to go with it because like the more we talk about it, I mean it's just a perfect little film. Like for what he did with it, mm-hmm. I, I love it. So, I mean, that that that's my, my uh, rating on it. I mean, I, I really think that more people need to watch it, especially now that he's came out and more people like seen Midnight Mass and are raving about it. Still, Go back it? and watch his earlier films. Especially uh, yeah. Hush.
0: And this film doesn't feel dated at all. Uh, I, I, no. have, I had a hard time believing it was a 2013 film, and I have an even harder time believing that this is a $5 million budget film. <laughs> um, he did so good, considering I was thinking while – Before I even looked at the numbers, and you had told me, well, I actually had the numbers, but you were telling me that they had to film around the mirror because obviously it reflects everything. And I'm thinking, God, can't they just like CGI that? Yes, but that cost a lot of fucking money. Probably would have looked shitty. It came out perfect the way it was. Um, I'm going to get interesting on the scale. I'm going to do something we have not done, and I'm going to break the barriers of this mirror in our rating. And I'm going to give this a 4.8 because it was so almost damn perfect to me. It like, I want to give it a five, but there were those two things that I could think right off the top of my head of, you know, the mirror, not, not being damaged while the girl was getting killed against it. Um, -hmm. leaving it open that maybe there's more to go on, which I get. So I'm not going to let that ruin the film. And then also the fact that she didn't kind of realize she wasn't prepared more to try to even damage the mirror. I wish there was some kind of indication of this is how we could destroy it and then fail at it because that would have been awesome. (laughs) Because failing at destroying that mirror was awesome. I'm not even I'm not upset. So by breaking this
1: mirror and creating what you're creating, you realize that from here on out, I can, I can yes. actually give the point ratings that I've been wanting to give a lot of these films yes, for a long time. Yes, absolutely. Because I, I think it's movies. The ratings, uh, I feel like kind of let down some of the films that deserve to be on the higher end of some of these things. 100%. Like, I mean,
0: this movie was almost perfect to me. I mean, no movie's perfect. We've given a few fives that I think probably didn't deserve fives. Um And if anything, this movie would deserve a five or some of the films that I've given a five to. But uh, yeah, I have never seen this film, never heard of it until you said, hey, let's review this. I am so glad I've watched it. And this makes it a 100% on the Mike Flanagan, you know, scale of films that I've watched or films or shows that I've watched that he has not let me down.
1: Well, I'm, I'm serious. Go watch Hush if you can because, I mean, it's, it's a different type of movie. There's not supernatural element, but I, I rate it higher than this just because, like, if you take that final girl situation in slasher movies and you amplify it just a little bit and make it a little bit more realistic, that's what that movie is. I, I think that he, did, he took that genre and made, like, a perfect little film out of it. Um, I think I still, even if you break that barrier, I think I still stick with a 4.5 because, like, watching Midnight Mass – that to me is his 5.0 like, he's just and like hunting of Hill house retroactively. I would give it a 4.8 or 4.9. Like I, I love that series. Yeah. So, um, but this one's like a little bit down the chain, but like I said, I, I, I've really found out I like a lot of his movies, like a lot. So
0: I really need to keep track of what we're scoring on our films. I have not been <laughs> doing that.
1: Uh, <laughs> 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 that probably would be a good idea because like i, I you know i haven't looked back and, and seen how how we've rated them um his first movie absentia which has definitely got that you know indie look to it that this one does not have was filmed for a budget of seventy thousand dollars so that's that's the difference between seventy thousand and five million i mean this looks like a real like full-on production you can't like i mean it doesn't look indie at all like, yeah i mean doesn't have that It's that that camera, you know. It's not got that, you know, like this has a movie quality camera look to it. Whereas if you go back and watch Absentia, which has an interesting story, like most of Flanagan stuff, it's it's got that cheap look to the film. Like you know, it looks like it was filmed on a like home camcorder or something, you know. So that that's the difference. Yeah. Um. So. What would you like to plug now since we've, we've got that going on? Uh, I'm sure your newest, uh, you know, supernatural, uh, ex, you know, escapades should be plugged at that. You know, wh- what episode is that and where can people catch that at?
0: Uh, well, I have that up already on YouTube right now. In fact, I, I didn't, haven't done the audio because we only did video. Um so, if you're interested in hearing how Vegas was day by day, we tried to keep it like 10 minutes, you know, each episode, and we did very well for the first episode, and then it got longer and longer each time. We had, we obviously had way more to talk about, so um, you can catch that right now on YouTube. Uh, I do need to uh, clip the audio and just post that on Spotify and all the other podcast players that you may listen to as well. So, that's available what? already.
1: Okay, on YouTube, what is it available under? Is it blue collar? It's is it Death Holler.
0: Okay, I, I posted under go. Death Holler. Um I, I have we'll have yet to find out if Mike puts it on um on Rain Man. I did send it to him last night and I politely asked. All I, you know, ask of you is that you realize that I am not a professional when I put this together. Oh, he gave me a thumbs up. Woo! <laughs> we'll see if he posts it on the crossroads. Um I mean, literally, we just had our webcam that I'm using right now, which folks can't see, but uh, HD camera. I did send it to him in high def, and uh, our audio was recorded in an open room with a mic that my husband was so impressed with. He actually is letting me keep it, which is a Blue Yeti.
1: Yeah, those are supposed to be really good. Yeah,
0: and it, it's it's a um, condenser mic, so it does pick up a little bit more background, but... There was nothing going on in the room. It's a little echoey, but considering what the situation we were in, we were just in this huge, you know, condo, um, it did really well. It picked up our audio very well. We literally just sat it between us. So that was fun to do.
1: I listen to podcasts all the time that do like live con things and, and even the professional ones like have shitty con audio just because you can't control for the, the, you know, the sound at any of those locations. So yeah, I think you're fine on that.
0: Um, so with the, with the audio version, I have a way of cleaning up some of the background noise. So I'll probably do that. Um, I wish I had thought about that before I sent the video to Mike, but whatever it is, what it is. So, um, yeah, so that's pretty much about it. Um, Hot Mess Express, uh, literally that's on the Blue Collar BS network. Um, and I'm just doing kind of shows with friends from high school right now. So we're kind of reliving the glory days. That's going pretty well. I actually have an ex 49ers, uh, San Francisco 49ers player coming on. One of my friends from high school who played for the 49ers, oh, he wow. caught wind of the episode and he is interested uh, and joining on an episode, so that's kind of what's going on. Hot Mess Express. The girls will be back. Uh, we have one that I guess is a little expensive right now, so mm-hmm. we, you know we're not we're not making a lot of episodes where they're traveling here. And then of course uh, Kayla is doing. She's working a lot as an EMT. So uh, so I'm kind of giving them a little bit break while I catch up with other people. And Blue Collar BS is doing its usual bullshit. So (laughs) they are consistent. Uh, I've heard that there's talks about doing a uh, conspiracy theories episode. So we'll have to work that out because they want to do that once a month. And I think that'll be pretty cool to listen to.
1: I think that would be very interesting as I may or may not be contributing to that. That would be good. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that'll be really, really cool. Anyway, so uh, the next episode that we are going to do, we are going to be doing House on Haunted Hill, uh, Old and the New, correct? Yes. Okay, so that'll be coming up here very soon. And then after that, because I just have to throw it out because I'm so excited, then we're going to be doing 13 Ghosts.
1: 13 Ghost, and then that will put us in April, so it's going to be tight, but we're going to try to get in both a Ghostbusters retrospective and throw in Beetlejuice because if you're going to throw in a comedy horror movie, you know it's and with a ghost, it's got to be Beetlejuice. You got to have the
0: ghost with the most. One hundred percent. So I
1: mean, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping we can get to both of them, and I don't know which one I'd feel sadder about if we couldn't get to because I love both of those movies. But I, I definitely want to get Beetlejuice in on this because he was part of our rating scale at first. So I mean, you can't leave that out.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: And so with that, peace be with you.
0: And with your mirrored spirit. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) All
1: right.